Welcome into episode four of the Pinewood Perspective. We got a great show for you guys today. Justin Fields will start in the final preseason game. Jameis Winston and Marquez Callaway, are they the next big thing in New Orleans? The Vikings are bringing back Everson Griffin. We're going to dive into that. Are the Bengals going to regret not taking Penny Sewell? Hall of Fame bound or no? We're going to talk about some players that we either think are not going to the Hall of Fame or are going to the Hall of Fame. We're going to recap the NFL Top 140 through 11, talk about who the top 10 players are and what we think they should be ranked. And then our overrated, underrated category for the week is head coaches and holidays. So we got a great episode for you guys today. I'm Will G. I'm JB. Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. All right, we're back here on the Pine Wood Perspective. How's everyone' week going, Jay, uh, Justin? I'm gonna start with you. I know we had a we had a rough weekend for our Bears, but yeah, man. Um, I actually planned on going to the game. I'm happy I did now, mm-hmm. knowing what you know Mitchell Trubisky did to my Bears defense. And I actually missed my booze cruise. I was kind of running late. Was gonna uh, had a little cruise plan, but I missed out. So. Overall, though, I still had a nice weekend. It was it was pretty cool. Well, that's good. JB, how's everything going for you nowadays? Weekend was pretty good. Uh, just getting back into the swing of things with school. Started yeah, on Monday. So. UIC started yesterday. You're yep. kind of in like a little fresh state of mind here. You know, you spent two years at back at home, and now you're coming to Chicago, and your first year was, you know, COVID year. So you're going into your senior year looking like a freshman right now. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, going from online to in-person again. I definitely got to get yourself up, look presentable, that type of thing. And then just getting acclimated again, like you said, kind of looking like a freshman out there wandering around campus, not knowing where very much is, if at all. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's been good. Well, that's awesome. You know, I hope you have a phenomenal school year at UIC this this fall. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and talk football because, you know, I've kind of been itching to talk football. First of all, I do kind of want to dive into just real quick about Mitch Trubisky. What we saw from Mitch Trubisky on Saturday was what we saw from Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. You know, he's going to hit an open eight-yard receiver, and the Bears were running them soft-ass coverages for some reason. Again, I get it. You know, maybe Deshaun Sean Desai doesn't want to go out there and show his packages or something, but he's, he was running some really soft coverages. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw Mitch Trubisky hit open eight-yard receivers, and then we also watched Mitch Trubisky overthrow, like, three guys. I wasn't shocked. I mean, we watched Mitch Trubisky play really good football and really bad football in Chicago. The issue was he never could play consistently good football in Chicago. I mean, the dude threw six touchdown passes in one game. Like, we knew he had some talent behind him. We knew that he could, you know, he probably, he in, in the right, in a very, very good system, maybe one day he still can be a competent starting quarterback. But what we saw from Mitch was what we've seen in Chicago. You know, if he's on, he's on. And if he's not, he's not. And he was not on with them deep balls, which was his biggest struggle in Chicago. He could not hit the deep ball. He had the worst accuracy in the NFL on passes 20 yards or more. But that's just my opinion on Mitch Trubisky, you know. I respect the hell out of the guy. 
And I wish nothing. I mean, I'm rooting for the Bills this year so that man can slip a Super Bowl ring on his finger. You know? Didn't happen with Chicago, but that's all right. Let's go into the other Bears. The, the Bears quarterback now, Justin Fields. He's going to be starting mm-hmm. in the final preseason game against Tennessee Saturday night, assuming most of the starters will be sitting as well. Do you guys believe that he has any shot of going out there this Saturday night and making a stance that he should be starting week one on Sunday night football against the Rams? Um, I, uh, whether he does or he does not, I, I would hope not. I mean, wait, uh, regardless of who we start week one against the Rams, I believe we lose the game. True. I feel I wouldn't. I don't know why we would rush to put. I, I honestly, after watching that O line, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to start him. <laughs> like he doesn't have any protection. That that O line looks terrible. You know, we lost Tevin Jenkins, and I just. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like throwing him into the fire is the smartest way to handle him. I believe he is. He is an upgrade over Andy Dalton, but I would rather start him. I believe week four we go against the Lions, and uh-huh. we got a less strenuous kind of stretch I think like three or four games against kind of mm-hmm. teams he can we can kind of just ease him into mm-hmm. and then he can you know continue on and take on the tougher teams and so I, w- I would rather do that than start him week one I believe you know Andy Dalton okay. should start week one okay yeah I mean I don't think no matter I think no matter what we're getting beat by the Rams that Sunday night week one like it's just inevitable the Rams are a really solid team with a great defense but we also haven't had the healthiest old line. You know, we're finally getting Jermaine Effetti back. He's not great, but he's an upgrade over whoever the whoever. hell, whoever right. the whoever hell the was on, Arlington Hambright or Lachavius Simmons, who was playing our, with our starting right tackles, maybe even Larry Borum, and who Jason, I am excited uh, about. Jason Peters. But Jason Peters is back, old man Peters. You know, yeah. he's got to be an upgrade over of whoever, whoever the, it is, yeah. of whoever the hell will be whoever out there. It is, yeah. And I really, I really, I will say this. I really do love my, our three man front. You know, Cody Whitehair has been a pro bowler. James Daniels has been a really good guard when healthy for us. You know, in his rookie year, he took on a lot of very rough defensive, um, defensive linemen. You know, he took on Aaron Donald, obviously, you know, he was getting a little help. You got to always double team and triple team Aaron Donald, but I will say always. he held his own as a rookie against Aaron Donald. Um, so I really do like our three-man front. It's just the tackles are where we're going to struggle. If old man Peters even looks like half of himself, it's an upgrade over whoever we got right there. Uh, and um, if Jermaine Effetti can play somewhat half-decent, you know, he played halfway decent last year. You know, he's a bust of a first-round pick with Seattle. But if Jermaine Effetti can find some sort of fire in his ass or something, I don't know, to just, you know, play competent football, then the O-line won't be a worry. But what, from what we've seen from Alex Bars, Lachavius Simmons, Arlington Hambright, Larry Borum, it just wasn't getting the job done at all for Justin Fields. I mean, that, that the the one hit he took, that was on him. He shifted the, the pass block to the left, left the dude coming from the right, and, of course, the play's looking to the left there, too. He got cracked. But I'm telling you, my heart was in my balls for about a good five minutes. He got up. He took yeah, the hit. He got up. A nasty hit, yeah. But he started limping. I mean, he was getting his ass whooped out there. And I guess that's a good thing, kind of, you know, get the hits in while you – right now, I guess. Get them in while you can because he's going to get hit. Like, we just – that's inevitable as well. He's going to get hit. So, I, mean, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't feel like he needs to <laughs> – 
get hit. Like I don't, you know, no, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, like he, right? Like you said, we know he's gonna get hit, but I mean, you know, still, I just, I don't know. I, I think we should ease him in with an easier team. What do you? Yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you think, JB? You think that he's gonna have any chance at starting week one if he goes out there and puts a performance on against the Titans? Yeah, kind of going back to your original question, I don't think no matter what he does in this last preseason game, uh, he could go 20 for 20 for 300 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think it'll matter. Uh, I think that you guys are going to try out Andy Dalton week one. Uh, he paid the man in free agency, so at least get some usage out of him, even if that means just a little buffer between mm -hmm. him and Justin Fields. But um, – yeah, I guess it really do, just doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, that brings that, that that does bring me my next question. Do you guys think that Matt Nagy is starting Andy Dalton just because he said that he would when we drafted Justin Fields? Do you think that's the only reason he's trotting him out there is because they told him he would be starting Week One no matter what? Yes and no. Again, kind of just for the combination of reasons that we had just named. Uh, your offensive line kind of seems a little bit in shambles, kind of let them get back into the swing of things. Um, let Andy Dalton take those hits. There's no need to get your fran future franchise quarterback out there to tear his ACL week one. I don't like how you use the quotations there. Kind of pissed me off, but go on. <laughs> y'all can't, can't see our faces, but he did the, the finger quotes. Future franchise quarterback. I've never seen Chicago so excited about a quarterback, so it kind of makes me want to watch it burn up in flames <laughs> as I feel like they would reciprocate the action if it was me. Oh, I mean, come on. You got to. So, so seeing any sort of uh, downfall of the Bears and – Maybe uh, maybe he's not the franchise quarterback. That would be great for me. You love Justin Fields, though. I, I liked Justin Fields before he was drafted, but I can't like him anymore. Well, yeah. I do remember when we were sitting in the living room and we were watching Bears-Panthers and you were watching the Vikings-Falcons game and you guys started out 1-5 and five and you were like, well, Justin Fields season, baby. <laughs> So when we got him, it, feel, it feels better. Because I did know that my boy JB liked Justin Fields. And I know he was living on a prayer hoping that we took Mac Jones that night. That was the, that was the funny. Because he was like, Justin Fields season, baby. When Minnesota was 1-5, obviously Minnesota turned it around. And they're looking like a, a great team this year. But, you know, we all, we all say some reckless things when we're down in the dumps about our football team. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like. I don't know. You just you look at Justin Fields, and he adds so much more to an offense already with his legs. I mean, it's pretty clear and obvious when you're watching him. His speed is unmatched. And I, I seen a good, I seen a really good article the other day by Mike by Potsy in uh, I believe the Sun Times, and it was like he was comparing Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky, and it was he took an he took a quote from Mark Sherilith. And from 2017, but he didn't tell you when the quote was from. It was just like you see him out there in the pocket. He's so poised in the pocket. His he's he has great arm talent. This and that. And we're like, wow, Sherlith said these things about Justin Fields. That's so awesome. And then it's like this was a quote from Mitch Trubisky in 2017, and we were like, oh shit! Like he was talking about Mitch Trubisky, and it kind of just went on to say like. Mitch's legs were an asset. Justin Fields' legs are a weapon. Mitch's arm talent was decent. Justin Fields' arm talent is a weapon and stuff like that. It was like 
He's levels better no matter the numbers that they put up in preseason by just watching him play football. And he is. His speed is unmatched. He does look poised in the pocket. His pocket presence is already looks NFL ready. You know, it's just figuring out the X and O's, the X's and O's now. Chicago hasn't had a talented quarterback like this. Ever. Ever. Jay Cutler, arm talent, was the best arm talent we've ever had come through this franchise, but he obviously couldn't piece it together. And I think my boy Jay Cutler kind of got screwed. But we have never, ever seen talent like this in Chicago. So now it's a matter of putting the pieces together, filing out the X's and O's, and getting him reps. And I think getting him reps against maybe the best defense in the league might be a good thing for him. But at the same time, I do see both sides of it, of don't throw him out there and let him get his ass whooped around by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So I I think that they're going to be trotting Dalton out there, no matter what, like you said, no matter what he does in the preseason game, they're trotting Andy Dalton out there. I mean, you know, and like you said, you see both sides of it. But imagine if, if, if we, for whatever reason, trot him out there week one, and he gets injured like a RG three. You know we're gonna blow up. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna hate Matt Nagy. It's gonna be everybody's fault. Why would they? You know. So I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like they have to honor what they said, whether we knew that we was getting Justin Fields or not. Like you said, uh, they they we told Andy Dalton that he was gonna be the week one starter. So we're gonna have to honor that. You know, I feel like they want to honor that, and I ultimately I think that that's the right choice. That just makes the most sense. Logically, to I agree. You know, put the veteran out, like I like uh, JB said, you know, get something out of him. Thing. I mean, we got him, so you know. Andy Dalton's time is now. <sighs> Justin Fields will have. It, his I'll, give, I'll give I'll give the Bears organization this. I'll give the Bears front office this. They are they they do treat players with respect, in a sense of, you know, if we tell you something, we're going to do it. There is no reason that Nick Foles should be a Bear right now, but they're giving him the respect of letting him choose a team that he would get traded to. They've had trade offers and easily could have been like, fuck you, Nick. Like, see ya. Mm-hmm. Cleared cap space and, you know, gotten a return from it. But they're showing him respect because he's a veteran and he came into a franchise last year that, you know, didn't do much for him and he didn't do much for us. Now, that's think Kyler Fuller, Kyle Fuller wanted to be cut? Probably not. Right. I don't know. There's the, there's the opposite Well, the fact of... of there's the opposite. Well, there's a business side to it. I yeah, wouldn't it was, say it was, you can't cut you can't cut Nick Foles because that dead money would eat the fuck out of your uh, the cap. There was no dead money when you're cutting Kyle Fuller. You, if we could cut Nick Foles right now for nothing and clear cap space, they would have done it already yeah. for sure. But we have to. You had Franchise to clear cornerback. You have to clear cap room. Stay hit the streets. Sorry, that's a that's a business it's aspect business. of it. That's a business aspect of it. That's so shitty. That's really not. How, lots of teams do that. Yeah, probably, that happens all the time. I mean, he's definitely he's definitely past his prime. You know, he's still a really solid corner, but he's definitely you know hasn't played up to it. And you got to clear cap space. You know, at this point, you had yeah. to. I understand the move. Pissed about the move. Understand right. the move. You would always like to keep a player like that, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's like you said, it's 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 the business side. I get it. Yeah, it's just. Just can't afford him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's happy to be back with Vic Fangio now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he can't complain about being back with Vic. On another solid defense. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back down to Nola. Jameis Winston, famous motherfucking Jameis, my boy. Last night, 
lighten it up. Him and Marquez Callaway connected on two 20-plus yard touchdowns before being pulled against the Jaguars last night. Has Jameis got his swagger back, JB? Has he? No. Yes, he has. Has he got his spot back? Yeah. Has he got his swagger back? I don't know. I guess that's for that man to decide. But uh, we're talking about the Jaguars here, whether it was their starters, first string, second string, fucking sixth string. It wouldn't have mattered who he was throwing the ball against. He was going to look like that um, because the Jags are going to finish at the bottom of the league still. Um, Let's see it against a Tampa who's in his division. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not going to be doing the same stuff. So swagger back on paper, sure. Well, hold on here. Hold on. Both of those balls that he released, both of those touchdowns last night were very well covered. And he put it in places that only the quarterback, the wide receiver can get it. They were very, very accurate deep balls. Very accurate deep balls. That's fine. Again, like I said, he's got to prove it to me. Oh, I agree. With a Tampa defense or a – I agree. I mean – I agree on that standpoint. That's definitely fair. There's a lot more he's got to prove – before I said, yeah, James got a swagger back. He never had swagger, but to me, that man, he's just a legend. He's just kind of like that Brett Favre. You know, if he was in any wall. other situation, he'd probably be a backup quarterback in the NFL. Hmm. He is not a top 32 quarterback. Really? Mic drop. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I've, well, I don't <laughs> think it was that big of a mic drop. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really can't think of a situation where he'd probably be a starter. I think – I don't know if he could give Fitz a run for his money. That'd be tough. Well, I, mean, I think he could give Fitz a run for his money. I think he could. I mean, if if we considering, like, the rookies, like, like suppose the New England situation. What if he was in New England? It would be the same thing as it is with Cam Newton. I, I think he'd be starting right now. But, I mean, you drafted Mac Jones for – for a reason. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, if we're talking about, like, putting him on a team like that or if, um, suppose he's in San Francisco, they'd probably he'd probably be the starter going in just because it's veteran experience, you know? But, I mean, you know, it'd, it'd be a situation like that, not a definite he's a starter. Right. But from what I've heard, the Saints like Ian Book a lot. A lot. Not more than. Well, I feel know. like they're not going to say he sucks. Well, I, did you watch any part of the game last night? I watched they were the first talk, half. They were highlighting the whole part of it about Ian Book and how he's fitting so well into this mastermind of an offensive coordinator system. and uh, Maybe it's only a matter of time, especially with Taysom Hill looking as bad as he did last bro, night. Bro, Taysom Hill's not a quarterback, that, bro. That yeah. was awful. He should never play a quarterback um, again. I don't know if it'll be this year, but I'm excited to see what Ian Book could do. Oh, I think it's going to be probably – I maybe next, maybe next year we'll see some EMP. Or if they start yeah. sucking, because they if they start sucking, sucking super bad. And all right, it depends on how bad he started playing. If he plays bad, if he plays all right, because I think the expectation is for him to be the starter. That's why they had him come in a year early, mm-hmm. sit behind Breeze. So I think they want him to succeed. But um, yeah, he, I don't think this season he got to worry about Ian Book. I think this season is his trial season. Short team, let me see what you can do. You know, so. For sure. All right, Michael Thomas is out for eight weeks. Is Marquez Callaway? Oh, him, man. Oh, JB's just not bought in on the Saints. (laughs) No, I mean, all these power rankings, all these early prediction playoff rankings, the Saints are just so up there, and I just don't see it at all. 
I said they would get what? What did I have to say they get for our bet? Eight wins. I, I think that? it was nine. I think it was. I think it was half and half. Hmm. I hope not. Because <laughs> I yeah. You're They're definitely not competing for a division title. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So that's out of the question. Then you're competing for one of the three wild card spots, and you still got to deal with people like the 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals in that division, Rams mm-hmm. in that division, mm-hmm. um, the Vikings, mm-hmm. Packers. I mean, dude, there's so many teams that I would take above them in those three spots. I agree. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, I've I've spoke about this with Saints fans. I, I I just think it's hilarious. I don't think they're a playoff team. They no. lost. I, don't think, I, I mean, think they the lost NFC, so much. I think the NFC is deep. The NFC is really deep. No Michael Thomas. No Emmanuel Sanders. They even lost the veteran uh, <laughs> Jared Cook. <laughs> like they have yeah. nobody on offense outside of Alvin Kamara, and they lost a few pieces on defense. They still got you know Cam Jordan and. Their secondary has been but, god awful for yeah, the longest yeah. time. Outside of uh like Marshawn it's only Lattimore. been regressing. This yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I just Yeah, I don't yeah, maybe seven. The only way they're gonna be even close is if that defense finishes in the top five. I give them about probably seven wins. Yeah, I, I feel like seven. that's that's somewhat fair, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think it's funny. I think the NFC is more deep. I think the AFC's teams, top teams, are maybe better than the AFC's top teams, but I think that the NFC is probably more more deep of a conference. I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of we got a lot of sleepers in the AFC. I mean, a lot of sleepers. If the Broncos can have somewhat competent quarterback play, they could easily mm-hmm. be a playoff team. Titans are kind of a you know, Titans and Colts. One of those two, I think, could be fighting for a wild card spot, and the other ones obviously winning the division. Patriots. Patriots are a sleeper, Miami's a sleeper, Ravens are a sleeper, but I just feel like the NFC is just deep. Like, you know for a fact, like, these teams are all good. It's just a matter of can they they top out the Bucs, pretty much, is what it is at the end of the day. Speaking of one of the deep teams in the NFC, Minnesota, they're bringing back old man Griffin. Everson Griffin, age of 33, Griffin obviously had some very wild tweets. Griffin is um, a little bit of a wild card we've seen in the past, but he's always been pretty hell of a football player. Um, Kirk Cousins is ass, and comma, and then he said, ask Zimmer if he wanted Cousins. Do you think, JB, we'll obviously start with you. This is your squad. Do you think that this can carry over into some bad blood in the locker room? I don't think so. I think they probably addressed that in – the meeting before they even signed him. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to bring a sto- like a stink into this locker yeah. room, like, we can't have you. Like, if you want another shot to play with us, like, you got to either put this behind you. They're professionals at the end of the day. Um, people have their own opinions regardless of what team you're on. Um, and, sure, he tweeted it, but Zimmer's uh, feelings about Kirk very well could have changed from – 2018 when they signed them till now mm-hmm. uh, and the sort right. of way our team has adjusted to that. Yeah. Um, sure. Maybe Zimmer didn't want them in the heat of that free agency, but <clears throat> turned out that way. It's turned out okay for us. Um, so I think, no, it, it won't cause 
Yeah. Any any bad blood in the locker room? I'm sure Kirk. I'm sure Kirk's not crying about it. Yeah, I'm sure no. Kirk is fine. Um, Griffin is well past his prime, obviously, age of 33. How do you think the signing's going to play out for it? Um, what they already said was that he's just going to be a situational guy. Okay. Uh, more of a depth piece, and I like it just because he's probably signed for very cheap. Um, and we have a really, really young edge room. Mm-hmm. So for him to just come back in um, and kind of, I wouldn't say pair with Daniel Hunter, but the knowledge that they've been able to gain over the last few years, kind of just pass that on to those guys. Um, he was already seen yesterday. It was his first day in pads. He was already seen with uh, DJ Wanham, Patrick, Patrick Jones, and uh, – Somebody else, they were working on their technique, just how they're they're lining up and their jump off the line, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Offsides Griffin, but uh, <laughs> offsides Griffin. <laughs> but uh, he would always jump offsides. But his man. his technique, I mean, yeah, he's old. He might not be as impactful, but I mean, if he gets six, seven sacks this year, I'd be happy. Oh shit. Yeah, I'd be happy with four if I was you. He got six and a half last year with Dallas and Detroit, and those are pretty ass defenses, if you ask me. True. Very You're true. talking on the opposite end of you know, Hunter here. That's what with I was saying. Michael yeah. Pierce, Delvin Tomlinson, mm-hmm. Sheldon yeah, Richardson, all up Fitz, in the middle. Yeah. I mm. mean, I, there's going to be a lot of pieces that are just going to feed off that defense. I'm actually excited to see it play out. Yeah, and, I mean, he knows Zimmer's system. That's a big thing, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's familiar with the – System, he's familiar with the faces. It's probably best off that he's in Minnesota any, than elsewhere. I forgot that he played with the Lions. Holy shit. That's what I always expected. Like, even when they first got rid of him, I was I, I didn't necessarily like it. He reminds me of uh, Jadavian Clowney. Not necessarily, um, you know, a number one guy, but he plays well off of a superstar like um, Daniel Hunter. <laughs> so, yeah, uh yeah, yeah, he he fits very nicely there. Like you said, he already knows the defense, and um, I'm happy he's back. Well, I'm not happy, but I mean, for his sake, that's a great fit. Where to go where, back. where the fuck is Jadavian Clowney at? Is he in Cleveland? Cleveland? He is in Cleveland. Miles Garrett, dude. On the, that's on why the, I said on the side of Miles Garrett on them too. He gonna be nobody. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people. I think the the Browns are getting some hype finally. I feel oh, like I don't think so. I, I mean, well, granted, again, this is fantasy, but I did fantasy dra- two fantasy drafts this this weekend. They were ranked, and t- on two respective lists, they're ranked 12 and 14 for defense. I think that's insane. It's a matter of if their secondary can stay healthy and Jeremiah Wusukormora can come in and I, I just play I at still a high think level. that's insane. Well, I mean, they do have some they're really, so really like their secondary deep. is solid. You know, I'm excited to see what Those Grant Grant Taplit can do. In uh, Cleveland, because after he, John Johnson, I mean, no, they, yeah, their they defense still got greedy is, too, right? Hmm. They still got greedy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They, um. Yeah. If yeah, they're they if they're if their secondary can stay healthy, that's that's a deep secondary. That can be a very very Denzel Ward. I think that could be a scary underrated defense. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, let's move into let's move on to the other team in the AFC North. Jamar Chase already has three drop passes in his first two preseason games. He's been struggling out there. While Sewell, on the other hand, is giving up a sack to Roseo. Other than that, been a really really solid right tackle for Detroit. It's obviously very very early. You know, Jerry Judy led the team in drops or led the league in drops last year. 
for Denver, you know, mm-hmm. getting out of that rookie funk. Um, but, Justin, I'll start with you. Is there any chance that the Bengals are going to regret this down the road, not taking Penny Sewell? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, hell yeah. It's a very big chance that they can uh, regret that decision. I think the smart football move was to get Penny. That's who I expected them to take. Mm-hmm. I completely understand why they took Jamar Chase. But, yeah, they can absolutely regret this decision. I, I believe they need to go to free agency and pick up uh, Mitchell Schwartz, still a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't think or, he's – I don't think he'll be back until what? Week seven? They, I think it's before that, but, yeah. Still they got to do something. There's somebody weeks. else, too. Who I can't uh, think of his well, name got, right They now. got Riley Reef. You know, he's decent. You know, I still am going to stand by. I think Penny Sewell was the second-best player in the NFL draft this year. Penny um, is, um, what is he, a left tackle? He was, he was a left tackle, see, but Detroit's that, moving him to right. See, and that's, I think, arguably the most important uh, position on the offensive line. That guy, oh, it is, you, it is. You, by far. You compare him. so highly paid. Yeah, you compare him with um, pair him with, with, with Burrow. He got protection for, you know, 10, anywhere from 12 to, you know, 15 years. Like, yeah. that's, I just, man. I, and, and then on top of that, they already had receivers. I, I, I get so, okay, so I under we talked about this obviously when draft time was here. I understand the Jamar Chase pick. You want to pair him with his LSU, his LSU buddy. You know they were right. a great duo at LSU, amazing duo. But I really, really like the Bengals' receiving core. You know I like Tyler Boyd. I like I um why am T. I Higgins. T or T Higgins, yes, T Higgins and Auden Tate. You know, I really mm-hmm. like those three guys. You know, I think it's a very solid receiving core. And like Justin so. said, that's a duo that you can pair and have a, a consistent piece on your offensive line, the most important position on your offensive line, locked down for 10 years, protecting Burrow. Yep. JB, you, you're, I seen the mouth I, open. I just feel like that they weren't banking on – getting Sewell just because they didn't know if he was going to be there or not, uh, given the situation and kind of who knows what, like, the Dolphins were going to take and mm-hmm. then all the trades going on. And I feel like they had kind of jumped on Riley Reef early to kind of address that left left tackle position. And um, then they were like, okay, well, now we got left tackle settled. Let's go with something else. Not knowing that, like Detroit did, they moved him to right tackle. I'm mm-hmm. sure they could use a right tackle. Not sure who it is. But I'm sure that Penny Sewell would start at right tackle for them if he was drafted. Um, so I think maybe that was another concern for them, just the fact of, okay, well, we just invested some money into a left tackle. Why would we draft like draft another left tackle type of deal? I mean, um, why not? Why not take Jamar Chase and his upside? I feel like it's kind of where they were sitting at. Will will they or may they regret it, uh, like, coming up? Probably. Um, just because if Joe Burrow is not protected, it right. doesn't matter who you got at receiver. Mm-hmm. But um, like they're getting killed. <laughs> hey, yeah, but right now, I don't, I don't know. You got to see how it pans out. You got to get – you got to fill it out with somebody else. Yeah, I get Like you it. say, go get Mitchell Swartz. Go, a, go get somebody. somebody else to f- protect Joe Burrow. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. If you keep doing that – I understand that. It's just, I don't know. None of those guys are long-term fits, you know. It's right. just the fact of Penny. I don't know. I like. I am. I was very high on Penny Sewell, obviously. 
Oh. I was hoping the Vikings could have got him. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see us. I was move upset up him go going to Detroit. You know, I didn't want him to go to Detroit. Good thing he's protecting Jared Goff and not. All right, a, a superstar. All right, a really good. They arguably got the best O line, or at least one of them in the league. Detroit, too. I'll give. Yeah, Detroit. You know, that's about all they got. Taylor Decker, Frank Ragno. They're old. No, but they're consistent. They're I, well, yeah. Frank Ragno is maybe well, the by the best time they get the a good NFL. quarterback or a good system in there, it's not <laughs> right. going to matter. They ain't going to no. have a good offensive line because <laughs> no. okay. they're all yeah. going to be retired in 15 yeah. years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Once they find the guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. All right. There's let's a lot get more into, question marks than the offensive line. Yeah. yeah. Detroit's got a <laughs> lot of pieces to fill. Even as, down to the coaching staff. Like, as damn. always. I don't know. The, I, I'll give their coaching their new coach. I, I really like him. Well, he knew, so we'll see. Dan Campbell, I mean, he he he's get, he's got a little fire with him, you know. I kind of like that about him, you know. Who know? We obviously we're gonna have to see the X's and O's play out, but he's got some fire in him. I'll give him that. He's a very, you know, that's a that's a good. That's, he, I think he's gonna be a good head coach. I think he is. You know, don't hold your breath, yeah. everybody. If you're a Detroit fan, you look you look forward to uh, basketball season. <laughs> don't I hold mean, your breath on the Lions. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, even even then, even basketball and the Tigers. Like Detroit, just ain't fun right now. It really never is fun. Detroit's all, never been. It's fun. never. Oh yeah, man, yeah. the bad boys. You uh, had the bad boys in, all the way back in the and then get the shit on by the Bulls. Come on. Yeah. yeah, I know. But then they you had that that 04. They had the 04 year. But then they damn they damn near swept the Lakers, didn't yeah. they? Did they? I don't know. No, they, they got one. Yeah, but yeah, they had the team sense. Tigers went to a couple World Series. And they lost. got Miguel Cabrera to look forward to. Five hundred. Yeah. He did get five hundred. Yeah, so I'm to celebrate in Detroit. You know, very <laughs> That's rare. About it, you though. got Eminem. You know, Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into Hall of Fame oh, or Hall of Fame or hell no. And speaking of the Detroit Lions, we're gonna start it off with Matt Stafford. Hall of Fame or hell no? Ooh. No. Um. Ooh. I'll start. Um, if he goes out there and proves himself with, with the Rams, kind of in a different system, uh, kind of be able to showcase what he's kind of had hidden while he was in Detroit. Uh, I mean, obviously being an NFC North fan, I've got to see him play at least two times a year. You don't like seeing Matt Stafford, but now he's on like a national stage getting recognition for being in a new spot. And being with Sean McVay and mm-hmm. this and that, if he can thrive there, I think he can be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the numbers are Hall of Fame worthy for sure. His numbers. The issue is he's going into year twelve without a NFC North title win, without a playoff win. Again, we're talking about Detroit. Without a deep playoff run, without a Super Bowl appearance, uh, I think he has not a single All Pro. Which I feel like you can't really knock on quarterbacks. Because, you know, we've literally our entire lifetime, there's always been like one goat, which, you know, you've always had Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton, Peyton and now and now he's getting into the era of he's going to have to start dealing with Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, guys, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. So he's always been a very consistently g- good quarterback his entire career. His numbers are phenomenal. Now the accolades need to start rolling in with he, when he, while he's in L.A., he needs to go on some deep playoff runs. He needs to win a sure. couple division titles. And even a Super Bowl appearance, I think, could put him over that hump yeah, and definitely. get him into the Hall of Fame. Because everything else is Hall of Fame worthy. I'll give him that. His talent's Hall of Fame worthy. His numbers are Hall of Fame worthy. It's just a matter of 
getting them accolades now, hundred percent. Like, uh, yeah, like, like, like JB said. I mean, yeah, as long as he shows that he he got some game left in um this this new situation that he's in, yeah, because the numbers are already there, and that that pretty much just solidify in everybody's mind that okay, it wasn't him, it was Detroit, because he's been consistent since he's been drafted. So, yeah, Matthew yeah. Stafford, yeah. All right, this one's gonna maybe raise a little hell here, Eli Manning. Mm. Yeah, that is going to race. <laughs> Eli fucking Manning. Yes, I say yes. Oh. Yes. Are you asking me if he's going to make it or if I think he should make it? I oh, okay, like let's two different answers. Is he, okay, yeah. is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? Yes. It, should, should he make, make it? it? Probably not. Uh, pro- yeah, probably but not. Because of the whole Super Bowl thing and Beating Tom Brady that's, uh, twice. That's, that's the only reason. I've, yeah, the exactly. name will help. The name Manning will help. Manning will twice. Help. He'll get there. It um, was just. I just don't think his career was overly impressive compared to like the other quarterbacks. The right, his career just wasn't that impressive. But he got the he got the two rings against the goat. I mean, you can't you can't take that away from him. When he made it to the playoffs that man was lights out but it was just a matter of when he made it to the playoffs cuz i think he only had three playoff appearances i mean shit what what was his yeah one year where he had like so many interceptions oh i think he's led the led the so nfl many. in interceptions twice in his career i think he had, i think he touched 26 i was going to say it was so close to james's 30 mm. i mean <laughs> that's nuts and i think they still made the playoffs that year if i recall correctly he going oh, he going to make it i don't it. know He's going to make it, though. Wait, that's insane to me. Like, to throw 26 or whatever interceptions and still make the playoffs. Okay, so really let's look at his accolades here, you know. Two-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler. Eh, that's kind of I don't think average. they really take Walter Payton Man of the Year into it no. that much. Um, so that let's, look no sense. let's look at his numbers. He's led the league in interceptions three times, topping out at 27 in 2013. Three? Did not make the playoffs that year. 25 in 2010, did not make the playoffs that year. And 20 in 2007, did not make the playoffs that year. So oh. he's had four playoff so appearances. Maybe it was 2013. I was thinking about I'll give him this. I'll give him this. Them playoff years, no way. Oh, oh, those are his Pro Bowl years. Okay. Well. That's how many interceptions he thrown when he made the Pro Bowl? Dope. Yeah. You're he, just making it worse. No, yeah, no, 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 no. He didn't make the Pro Bowl with those years. 2015, he made the he Pro Bowl have. with 4,400 yards, 35 touchdowns, and 14 picks. That's a Pro Bowl year. Okay. He made the Pro Bowl in 2012, the year they were the, the year after they went to the Super Bowl with 3,900 yards, 26 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Now, nowadays, that's not a Pro Bowl year. Made the Pro Bowl in 2011, the year they went to the Super Bowl, with 4,900 yards. So 70, 70 yards away from 5,000 yards. 29 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Not a great year, a lot of yards, though. That helps a lot, and they won the Super Bowl that year. Then he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he had 31 touchdowns and 25 picks in 2010. So he's had some – his numbers are there. 57,000 passing yards, 366 <laughs> touchdowns. Along with 244 interceptions. Yeah, dude, that's insane. So, I think he will get in. I don't think he deserves to get in. He's going to be like Kurt Warner. 
Like, Kurt Warner shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, and I'll argue that until I'm dead. But they were like, oh, he was once a grocery bagger, so let's let him into the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> no, nah, that's some bullshit. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. All right, Matt Ryan. No. No? no. Okay. Go ahead and say no. Um, I mean, you know. I'm sure stat, your stats that you're going to pull up are yeah, going to say otherwise. Stats, but yeah, I don't know what the stats say, but say just, so. yeah, I don't think so at all. He was consistent, but, I mean, if you – Shit. A good quarterback. After blowing a twenty-eight to three lead, I don't think anybody I mean, should make the before that. I mean, he was consistent I for a, defense. A, a number, a number of. You tell me you can't score any points. <sighs> That's all on the defense. They stop passing the ball. All right, let's look at Matt, let's look at Matt Ryan's numbers here. Four-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro. He's got an MVP under his belt. He's got a Rookie of the Year under his belt. He's got an Offensive Player of the Year under his belt. He, like an MVP, one, that's big. He's got 55,000 passing yards, 347 touchdowns, and he's been playing since 2008. So Eli Manning's been out of the league, and he's already almost got better. He's already got much better numbers. He's never thrown more than 17 interceptions. He's got a seven-interception year, seven-interception year, nine. You know, he's very consistent with his interceptions. He always puts up a lot of touchdowns. He's got a very, he got 2.1 interception rate and a 4.7 touchdown rate. He always had a pretty good offense too, though. Over he always eight. has. He always has had Roddy weapons. White, I'll Over give him eight. that. He always has had Leo. weapons. What's what's my tight end? Um, Gonzalez. Yeah, Michael Turner. I think that there's a chance he that always he always had weapons. Roddy White. I think there's a chance he gets in. I do. I really do. I think there's a, a solid chance he gets in. He won't be so. a first ballot. He won't be a first ballot. Not at all. But I think he'll probably – I think eventually down the road he'll be a Hall of Famer. I feel like the Hall of Fame should be for the best of the best, and he was never that. He was Oh, he got the he MVP was solid. Here. I mean, yeah, that's one year. Cool. He was solid. But, I mean, you know, I feel like the Hall of Fame should be for the – Aaron Rodgers, Patrick yeah, Mahomes him. of the world. If Kurt Warner's a Hall of Famer, Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer. That's a fucking fact right there. Overrated. That's a fact. If Kurt Warner's a Hall of Famer, Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer. All right, my boy, Peanut Tillman. Peanut Punch, Hall of Famer or no? Mm. I, I, I don't want to be a homer. So, so I would have, what, what a, what's his stats? What's his numbers? <laughs> I don't even need to hear the stats. I'll probably say yeah. Just because I think... From, I guess that was kind of like our I love, not, I love not childhood Peanut. era, but during that he was probably the most dominant corner in the NFL. I love Peanut too. Consistently, he was never the, the thing is about him. He was never the best corner in the NFL. Never. That was an issue. He had never. Darrell Rivas that he was dealing One with. One of the best. One of the best. But twenty twelve, he was the best DB in the league. Oh man, he what well, he ranks is insane. He ranks top ten all time in forced fumbles as a DB. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. rest of them are pass rushers. Them the rest peanut, of them are pass them, them, uh, peanut punch. That peanut punch. Yeah. He changed the game. Yeah. He revolutionized the game. When pe- every time some you see someone punch a ball out, everyone goes the peanut punch. Yep. He changed it. If he made it, of course, me being a homer, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be mad that he made it or feel like oh, he doesn't deserve it. But I mean, but he's a two-time Pro Bowler and a one-time All-Pro. He never again. You know, but you got to take. I feel like in those, you just look at the act. Not you specifically but people just look at the accolades too much you got to look at what type of era it was who he was playing with who was the best at their position during that time mm-hmm. and i mean shit dude like i'll say just because he changed the game in general 
I'm trying to th- figure a good example here. Like, can the story of football be told without like peanut? Okay, you go, let's say you got three quarterbacks right now in the AFC: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. All pretty much around the same era. Probably going to retire around the same time if all is healthy and everything. Mm-hmm. You're talking one of those three is getting left off the list every like every year. Mm-hmm. Like okay, so you can make an argument. Lamar had his MVP season, but he was behind Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Um, just in that sort of sense, you got to okay. see who they're behind, type of deal. I get and, that, yeah. And who else was in that same class as them? And I, I wouldn't even say compare the stats, but just again, kind of put it into perspective: who was playing, what position, and where were they ranked in that position, type mm-hmm. of deal. No, I like agree. Like, if you're a brink three, how can you hold all pros and mm-hmm. pro bowls and all that other shit against you? No, completely agree there. Completely agree there. I mean, 38 interceptions in a 13-year career and 44 mm. forced fumbles. Mm. He's been a consistent a corner. game manager. Yeah. I've never been like the Falcons. Wow. So, for that sense, I feel like he's a little overrated because I've never been like, damn, the Falcons this year, bro. Talking about Matt Ryan? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were still oh, talking about Peanut. I thought we were talking about Peanut. Oh, yeah. my fault. I was confused. No, I was good. like, I was, th- I was thinking quarterbacks now. Oh, no, yeah. Still talking 38 career interceptions and 44 career forced fumbles as a DB. And to do it consistently like that yeah. and have to go up against Randy Moss earlier in your career and Megatron the rest of your career mm. and Two still be as good year, as yeah. you are and still be as good as you are. I think, obviously, I'm a little biased here, but I think that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just because of I'm just him being consistent and him changing the game from, you know, we've never seen a DB do what he's done. You know, Brian Dawkins, I think, is the next on the list with, like, 33 forced fumbles, and he's, like, 15th all-time in forced fumbles. I mean, he's, like, Peanut Tillman is six all-time in forced fumbles. Mm. And that's from a cornerback. It's just you'll never see something like that again. And we're com- we're talking about Brian Dawkins, a safety. This is from a cornerback. Like that is just an extreme rarity. Mm-hmm. We'll probably never see a cornerback touch those kind of numbers for forced fumbles again. All right, Wes Welker, Hall of Famer or no? How many rings did he win? I think he's got. I don't know if he's got any. Was he? Because I think every time he went, he lost. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a ring. Probably no. He doesn't have a ring. That's his numbers. No. 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 He lost with Denver. and he, Yeah, he lost three rings. He lost in Denver and he lost in. Hold on here. I'll give you guys the numbers. Five-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six thousand 6,000-yard years. He put up 1,500 numbers in 2011 with 122 receptions. He's led the NFL in receptions three times. Mm. He almost has career 10,000 receiving yards. He was just very dominant from, like, 2006 till 2013. Yeah. And he racked up. He went to five straight Pro Bowls and two All-Pros. I mean, in those years, he was ranking up 13 yards per catch or per reception. I mean... I think he's probably going to go into the Hall of Fame. I don't know Definitely. if he deserves to be, but with those numbers. Not, not first ballot. Um, not first ballot at all. But he bounced around the it's league. It's arguable. He played with five different teams. 
it just had that very dominant era in New England. JB, what you what you think about Wes? I feel like that man thrived in the playoffs. I feel like like a Julian Edelman type mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, like the only time I feel like I ever really heard like, oh, Wes Welker was when it came to the Patriots making a run, or even back when the Broncos making runs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, do I think he should make it? Not necessarily. Do I think he will? Probably. Just because, again, you can't argue his accolades. It's fair. It's very fair. All right, let's move on to the NFL Top 100. The top 10 are set. Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, Andre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and TJ Watt. That is an alphabetical order. Those players, obviously, are the top 10. Uh, they've been announced. We just don't know what order they're going to be in. So I'm going to let you guys and me make the top ten right now on who we we got to. The thing is about this, we got to agree on this together. Who should be ten all the way until one? We got to do this together. We got to piece this together. So Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, TJ Watt. Who is our number ten? Tom Brady. You made it here. Bring this list up here. Uh, <laughs> Did you say Tom Brady? <laughs> right here. Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, TJ Watt. I know who my 10 is going to be. Defense or offense? Uh, it's probably. It's our list. It's not your list. Yeah, I know. You said Tom Brady. I'm probably going to go with Travis Kelsey. I can't do that. I can't. I can't even bargain that. Or Josh Allen. I can't bargain that either. I don't. Th- yeah, it's I would take Josh Allen over Tom Brady. Prob- yeah, um, yeah, right I, now. Oh yeah, I uh, I'm okay with the Kelsey one. I don't feel like it could be a quarterback. I feel like it can't be Kelsey because Kelsey is the best at his position, no questions. The most dominant tight end that we've seen in a very long time. So is Derrick Henry the best at his position, no questions? See, well, this is it's where this bullshit of CMC being at 44 and. Dalvin Cook being wherever he was, like, that doesn't make sense to me. All right, we have to – we're trying to guess here what we think the top ten is going to be. I would – I would. Uh, let me – go ahead. That's why I think Kelsey's going to be Okay, ten. if we guessing what we think – I thought we were just making our own list, but if we guessing what, how we think the list is going to go, then, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put um, Travis Kelsey. Definitely. I think because he's a tight end, they'll put him at ten. Yeah. Or T.J. Watt. I would or say D-Hop. I was thinking T.J., but – I would say D-Hop if I'm making a prediction. What? Mm, I could see it. I could see it. I think it's either going to be Kelsey, TJ, or, yeah, even maybe D-Hop. I bet Tom Brady's going to be, like, Mm -hmm. six. Yeah, that's so bullshit. And they'll put Rodgers at, like, five. Or list ten. All right, I think the top five are going to go Aaron Donald for sure, 
Aaron Rodgers for sure. Okay, wait, wait. How about we start? How about we start from number one instead? Because I, I feel that's okay. easier than okay. starting from okay. the back. Okay, I think I think Aaron Donald will be number one. Yes, I'm okay. Yeah, okay. Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. One. I think. I think Mahomes. Mahomes two. is two. Yep. Mahomes is going to be two, and I think Devontae Adams is going to be three. Oh, I think Devontae Adams will be three over Aaron Rodgers. Yes, yeah. I do. Really? I think that they'll rank him higher. Okay, well, Rodgers is four. Then I think that the players are going to vote. Rodgers. I four. think that they probably voted Tom Brady higher. The Aaron Rodgers. It's the MVP players season? voting. Think about it here. What is wrong with you? It's the players voting. Tom yes. Brady had a phenomenal year and he won a Super Bowl. Mm-mm. It's the players voting. Mm-mm. Tom Brady not. Uh, <laughs> no. You already. No. I, you already got my vote. Tom Brady's ten. <laughs> Dude, so, if this list was made, Tom Brady gonna, would, If JB gonna, made the list, Tom Brady wouldn't be on it. How y'all going to put... First off, okay. I, I, I think... Devonta Adams. I see, okay. I see yours and I see his. I think if we're making like what their list is going to be, I definitely think Tom Brady will be over Aaron Rodgers just in that sense. If we're making a list... Because the NFL no, just love Tom Brady, Tom Brady for some reason. That's some bullshit, man. See? That is some bullshit. Hop on the train. That's, that's, that's BS. Train. If we going back, I think the players, though... The man had an MVP season. Aaron Rodgers is. Nah, I fucking had to deal with it. I know he had a fucking MVP season. I fucking had to watch all of it. Will know? loves Tom Brady, dude. Yeah, I fucking like Tom you're gonna Brady. You're going to learn that over the course of this season. The issue is with like talking. He loves about. Tom Brady. Yeah, dude. Like Tom Brady hasn't just been the most winning Super Bowl he ain't quarterback. Never, he ain't over never been better than Aaron Rodgers. 15 years. Oh, bro. I don't get the fucking problem with liking fucking Tom Brady. Dude. Because your team has never stood a chance since. He's been in the league. Hey, My hey, team hey. whooped his fucking ass on mouth. Thursday night. Oh, yeah, dude. How'd that turn out for you? Watch your mouth, all right? We had that man clueless. <laughs> Dementia, dude. Dude, I don't give a shit. Like, Tom Brady has never affected me in any possible he way. Should. How? How? Yeah. He's been in the sure. AFC my entire life until this yeah. last so year. And we saying, beat him. You're saying if 2018 you guys made it to the Super Bowl and Tom Brady just absolutely shit down your throat, you were just. Oh, dude, I, like Brady. Brady. Yeah, I like Peyton Manning. Yeah, I like Peyton Manning. I love, I love Peyton Manning. I like Peyton Manning, and he fucking made me ball my eyes out I, when I was seven. I feel like that's different because Tom Brady has been there. He's got, he's more winning than any any franchise. That doesn't just irritate you. No, he kicks ass because I've never had to deal with it. it he kick ass on occasion. I never had to deal with it. Every once in a while. Yeah, but if you ever made it to that point and we Tom never Brady did. just kept right, kicking We never ass, got there. We so never did. It, it don't feel the same. Yeah, it don't feel the it same. It should feel the same. We never got to that it point. It should feel the same. He we never, never got yeah. to the point of him having to whoop our ass. It's yeah, never it's been never, that way. It's never got that bad. Anyway. If it ever got to the point, yeah. If he beat my team in the Super Bowl like two years in a row, I'd probably be like, damn, I fucking hate that dude Tom Brady. But uh, I've I never mean, had to deal with that. It's a, it's like seeing fucking LeBron and you the, can't tell it's me like that seeing you LeBron like, in the finals. Like you at what t- point does that get old? You seriously can't tell me that you like Aaron Rodgers more than Tom Brady. I do. That's fucking nuts. That is fucking nuts. That dude shits on our team every single year for the last fucking thirteen years. The last what the fuck is wrong with you, you guys? Know, Aaron Rodgers dude, has shit bad, on our franchises for thirteen seasons. This is without being biased though. I mean, who, who was the who was the better quarterback? Obviously, it's Aaron Rodgers. Over oh, talent wise, yeah, but the motherfucking yeah. Tom Brady the goat. So what? Because he's the most winning quarterback in the NFL history, and for that reason, that man right. sucks. Right? Balls. Who would you rather have as a quarterback? Oh, with him because he's the most winning. No, you're gonna pick Aaron Rodgers, duh. Dude, 
I, it's that's insane to me because I feel like then you can be like, yeah, we beat Aaron Rodgers, we've been there. Like, yeah, they're fine. They're representing the North. Like, I feel like that's okay. No, man. Fuck the North, unless it's the Bears, <laughs> dude. I don't like that shit. I've never been do like... Do I want to see them win a, a Super Bowl? No, but do I want to see, like, them go out and beat the Saints? Sure. Well, I like the Saints. Yeah, that's where you're fucking nuts. I don't fucking like the North. Why would I ever want to see the North do anything positive ever? Ever. Why would I want... Oh, so then, the so then when we fucking argue... About which franchise is better, you guys can toss up fucking the shit that I was cheering for you in my face. Why would what? I ever do that? Why would I ever do that? Why would I want you to why would I want you to have something over me? Because when it doesn't work out in your favor, then I'm gonna shove it in your face anyway. What are you talking about? Like wearing a Drew Brees jersey to coach's corner for our playoff game. Yeah, and I did. I walked in with a smile on my face and said, Congratulations. Oh yeah. Yeah, see. And I got called a stupid ass. Because I was rooting for the Saints. Like, what the fuck? You think I wanted Minnesota to get a playoff victory? Hell no. Oh, my. See, Wait, tell me the last time you rooted for the Bears in the playoffs. See, yeah, but that's well, different. Me. So you wanted the Bears to beat the Saints that's this year? That's different. You wanted the Bears? I wanted you guys to beat the Eagles in 2018. Well, yeah, fuck the Eagles. Nobody likes the Eagles. Okay, so what? Well, I thought that was dude, a little weird. Fucking pull for the I Eagles, thought that was a little weird. Against the Bears. I, thought that a little, I thought that was a little weird, but I wasn't upset I, that you were rooting for us. I would never. I, wasn't upset. I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do what? I would never root for the Vi- like the no. Vi- the Vikings unless, or okay. for no it's a reason. Division, unless oh it's a divisional, God. unless it's a and it's gonna benefit us somehow. Unless it's like it's a playoff divisional matchup, and you know I want to see you guys take down Aaron Rodgers. Then yeah, you know fucking no, dude, y'all are mad. Yeah, go Vikings. I'm never going. Yeah. Okay, so then why weren't you rooting for us against the Saints this year? Because you were shoving it in our face. Well, I mean, I feel like any sort of. You guys have growing up in Illinois and seeing Bears fans and talking to Bears fans. The delusion okay, I, is real. I shoved 2018 in your face a I, hell of a lot I, more I am than it. I did 2020. I shoved 2018 in your face hard because you guys shouldn't have been there. You guys are a 500 team. You guys shouldn't have been there. Mitch Trubisky was half average. Well, Nick Foles was kind of sucky dick. We got there because the Cardinals and, lost, baby. Yeah, and that worked out real well for you guys. <laughs> yeah, Again, fucking. So, I don't, so if you're gonna brag about see the, a, a 2020 who's playoff, bragging about it? No, I'm just saying in general. If you're gonna, I don't have any problem with seeing a franchise win until you're gonna start trying to throw it in my face. See, and look, compare the issue it was, to me. I threw like 2018 like in your the face. Packers, a hell of a lot the more. Packers against the Vikings. Okay, fine. I'll pull for the Packers. But when you start shoving shit in my face, wait, did you just say you were gonna pull for the Packers? Right. No, like if it's a if it's a favorable matchup where I'm like, yeah, fuck the Eagles or fuck not no, not, hell, no. no. I'm this is playoffs. This ain't like during the season, obviously. Under no circumstance. We, how the fuck did we get to this conversation? Oh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. through our list. Yeah, no, we've been off topic for a long time. It's fine. No. Yeah, fucking <laughs> keep going. I wanna get I wanna get to the bottom of this shit. How yeah, I don't care what circumstance it is. I don't I will never root for If Aaron Rodgers plays Tom Brady this year in the playoffs, I will be pulling for Aaron Rodgers even if Minnesota Vikings are in that playoff. Why? Why would you do that? So you wanted the Packers to go to the Super Bowl this year. Bro, what? Against Tom Brady, NFC Championship game. You wanted to see oh, I Bay. I would if it was Green Bay and Tampa or yeah, Green Bay and Tampa in that NFC Championship game, I would have been definitely pulling for Green Bay. For the chance that, yeah, th- that's what happened this last year. The fucking yeah. Green Bay Tampa. Yeah. So you would have been okay with the you would have been okay with the Packers walking home with another title. Yeah. 
over Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. That is fucking that is, absolutely that's nuts. fucking that's nuts. crazy. Dude. Hell no. That's crazy. I want not what the fuck. I will never root for Holy that. shit. I, I would never, never. Oh my god. I would I would actually literally probably cry. No bullshit if the Packers won a Super Bowl. I hate off. Oh, oh, I would. That's not I the Super the Bowl though. That's not. Mm-mm. It's not the Super Bowl. Mm-mm. It don't matter. Uh, so you what about the Chiefs and the Packers? In the Super Bowl. I the like, fact you have to fucking think about I, it. I, no, I like Patrick Mahomes. I have liked Patrick Mahomes. So you, you hate Brady you, that much that you would rather see the... If if Patrick Mahomes starts oh to, God, starts to become... I, I'm glad he lost this year just for the fact that if he becomes one of those most winning quarterbacks oh in NFL history, wow. I'm not going to want to pull for Patrick Mahomes either. Wow. You sick. Sick, you make bro. me want to throw up right now. Y'all are sick. Like, Hell no. Tom, Why the fuck Tom would Brady, I ever want to see? Ever since you've been watching the NFL, Tom Brady has ran this league. So what? You're damn right. At what has. point do you get fucking sick of it? Never. Because he hasn't right. affected so that, my uh, team. So that's so fucked up. No, that's I'm, t- I'm tired of seeing him win. But, I mean, I'm not like, yeah. I don't hate him. But, I mean, you know, yeah, I get tired of seeing him win. But I'm not going to ever root for the, the Vikings or the, or the, the, the Packers to beat him. See, look now. I don't LeBron, hate him that damn much. Look, it's just okay, like you know, I'm tired of him winning. Let's compare this to the aspect of LeBron James because this is a perfect example right here for yeah. me. For me, right? For me, LeBron James when he was with the Miami Heat, he was bouncing the Bulls. Fuck LeBron James at the time. Now I could give a fuck less what the fuck happened. Now I'd rather see Curry and the Warriors beat him, and people don't like Curry and the Warriors. So I was pulling right see, now. I was even, pulling for Curry and the Warriors against LeBron the Raptors. James. I was okay. pulling. I was pulling for Curry and the Warriors against the Raptors. I was. And that was when they fucking just three-peated. I don't hate no other franchise like I hate the Packers, especially not in basketball. Don't nobody – I'm not like, oh, I genuinely hate them. So, I mean, I, I would rather see LeBron fail most of the time yeah. just because how much people hype him up. And not to say, you know, like he ain't great and all Wait, that. So why wouldn't you want to see Tom Brady take a fall? See, that's, that's, that's two different things. Oh. I don't want to see him fall. Hold on here. Hold on. I'm cool with Tom Brady taking the fall. I'm a Drew Brees guy. I want a Drew Brees to beat the Bucks. I wanted the Saints to beat the Bucks in the playoffs, but they didn't. So if we're going, then bam. Next thing you know, it's Packers and fucking Tom Brady. I'm pulling for Tom Brady because fuck Aaron Rodgers until I'm dead. What? I could care fucking less if that man. He's already got six. What the fuck is a seventh one going to mean to me? Right. I mean, I get tired of seeing the same person. Well, that's for anybody. But I'm yeah. I'm, under no circumstance am I going to root for all. I want to see the pack. No, fuck no. Hell never. Hour. No. Gag. Never. I would cry. Never. If the fucking Packers won a Super Bowl, I'd cry. Let's fucking move on to overrated, underrated. Super Bowl. <laughs> In general, I don't ever want to see them win. That's a Super Bowl appearance. That we don't we got, got. We got four of them. It worked out real well for us. Go fuck yourself. What? I could. I literally could have cared. I just the no. fact that they made even would have made it to the Super Bowl. I, in the same breath, I said, fuck Tom Brady, fuck Aaron Rodgers, I think, on our last show. But if it came down to it where they were both playing, I would rather see Aaron Rodgers win. That makes zero sense to me. Oh, my God. I'm going to yak. I'm going to yak. It's making me sick to my stomach. respecting greatness at the position. That's not – dude, Tom Brady, I don't know. He's not even a top ten quarterback. Of all time? Uh, he Barely. Oh, barely. Dude, I'm, we're done. He's been so carried Let's by move defenses, on, dude. Let's we're move fucking, on. Dude, we're on. fucking canceling the network. We're canceling the show. Just move Network's on. canceled. Fucking, a, I'm gonna go look for a fucking. Just move on. I'm a fucking apply to comment. Just move on. 
It's that uh, we're done. Just move on. It's over. Just move on. Overrated, underrated head coaches and holidays. Um, I'll tell you right now, JB's overrated pick is going to be Tom Brady when he becomes a head coach. <laughs> right. With his seven Super Bowl, he's gonna fix. He's gonna watch. He's gonna fix Tom Brady into this fucking <laughs> situation somehow. All right, overrated head coaches. What's Tom Brady's favorite holiday? Fucking probably February seventh because he wins <laughs> right. the Super Bowl. Exactly. No, that doesn't February. piss you off. No, it dude. doesn't. You fucking a, bro. It doesn't, <laughs> dude. Tom Brady again this year, dude. Go win. Ooh, I hate one. him, dude. No, <laughs> I win another one. I'm dude. not rooting for That's Tom Brady this year. Out of the NFC, I'm probably pulling for Matt. Dude, if Matt Stafford Ooh. and fucking Josh Allen had a Super Bowl <laughs> together, I'd be like, oh, that'd be beautiful. That'd be beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Matt Stafford and Josh Allen. That's my Tom dream. Tom Brady, Josh Allen. That I'm pulling for Josh Allen. So what's wrong there? Huh? I thought you were pulling for Tom Brady. Why would I pull for Tom I Brady? I thought you liked Tom Brady. I do like Tom Brady. He don't won 50 times. That doesn't make you guys hate him? No. Oh, hold on. I'll God. give you my fucking <laughs> reasoning on if it was Bill's Bucks, why I would pull for Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen more. Josh Allen's kind of my, my little baby. It's like I'm watching him grow up. I was pulling for that man in 2018, said he'd be the best quarterback out of that draft class, and he is. Josh Allen's like my little. Bill's a deserted. Finally win one. He's like my teenager now. And he's about to graduate because he's about to become one of the greats. That's why I would pick Josh Allen over Tom Brady. You, I will let you go through all 32 NFL quarterbacks right now against Tom Brady, and I'll tell you which ones I would not want to see win over Tom Brady. I'll let you I'll let you rifle him off. Patrick Mahomes, I'm pulling for Tom Brady. Actually, at this point now, now I don't give a shit because it was the whole Mitch Trubisky. We could have had Patrick Mahomes thing. You know, maybe in four years, if Justin Fields sucks, I'll probably be like, all right, fuck Patrick Mahomes again. But as of right now, it's Patrick Mahomes is a cool dude. All right, overrated head coaches. Damn it. Come on. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, I was going to say it. You fucker. Now I oh, okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's fine. I got a different one. No. I got a different one, too, though. No, 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 no. You got Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> you, go you said it How first. How you going to stick me with him? I had two. <laughs> well, who's your second one? Gruden. All right, I'll let you get Cliff Kingsbury. I wanted yeah, Kingsbury. I wanted Gruden. Fuck you. Kingsbury, fuck you yeah, man. Tom he basically, baby. long story short, I'm going to keep it sweet and simple. He basically runs a, a college offense, and... The Cardinals have kind of underachieved, I guess, since he's been there. I think, um, yeah, Kyler Murray, I still, I mean, they got D-Hop, so that was a good pickup, obviously, but I still think Kyler Murray has a lot to prove, especially in that division. So, um, But even Kyler Murray, what does he look like in a, a real NFL-style offense? So, I mean... He basically playing college ball, man. And then he almost I don't he pretty he didn't really deserve the job to begin with anyway. I mean, like his I don't know. I just It was I, because he was Patrick Mahomes quarterback in college. Yeah, like so they he, were like, he oh, didn't, look at what he did with Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, it was I think it was other suitable candidates for a head coach job in front of him. So Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. Overrated. Okay. So I'll I'll let you have Gruden. No, you can have <clears throat> Okay. I'll take John Gruden, you know. I like the Raiders' offense. I like what they're running. Obviously, John Gruden. Just leaving me the hot takes. I told you you could have Gruden. <laughs> no, it's fine. I like what they're doing in you know Vegas. You know I don't mind it. 
John Gruden, I think, is a good head coach, but I think that people think of him way too highly as a head coach. I think that people still kind of consider him one of the best head coaches in the league, and I think there's at least five to ten I could rattle off that are better. I like Frank Reich more. I like Bruce Arians more. I like Bill Belichick more. Um, Sean McVay. Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Coach T. Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, Where I could keep going. Andy Reed. Yeah. Did yeah. I say Andy Reed? <coughs> How did I? I, th- I said Bruce Arians. I thought I said Belichick, Andy know. Reed, Bruce Arians. Harbaugh. I don't know. I could go on. Ooh, Harbaugh, I'm, Harbaugh, I'm 50-50 on. I'm 50-50 on Harbaugh. Oh, somebody's overrated head coach just got announced. JB, overrated Harbaugh. head coach. <laughs> wow. Let's hear it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I like, it's it was okay. I feel like back when he had Joe Flacco, like that's when I was like, oh, maybe Harbaugh really is that coach. But now that I feel like he's gotten the defense to back it up and Lamar and MVP Lamar and this and that, uh, now I feel like he's just getting overhyped because now I feel like it's not necessarily him and his coaching style especially because they've been underachieving, the Ravens, that being. Um, I don't think it's his coaching style. I think it's the play style of the players that he's gotten from that time. I mean, you're talking Joe Flacco and Jacoby Jones were, like, the highlight of that 2013 uh, 12, team. I think, yeah, 12, 13. Yeah. When they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. <clears throat> that 2013 team. Um, but now it's just, I feel like, since that point, very underachieved with the talent that he's been able to gather around. You know, they have a lot of solid pieces. And they haven't been able to do shit. So I think for that reason alone, a little overrated. Okay. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. So overrated, we got Cliff Kingsbury, John Gruden. Jim Harbaugh. And yeah, Jim Harbaugh. I, 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 is there any others that you guys want to, you know, maybe talk about as an overrated head coach? Mm-mm. All right, let's move on to underrated. I'll let you guys go. You guys are probably going to steal mine, but I'll let you guys go for your underrated head coach first. I'll let you start. I got two. So if I, just, I, say I just say you, which just, one you want just, the most, yeah, take the top one because if you if you name all both, I feel like I'll be stealing. Okay, um, I'll say Flores. All right, I can mess with it. Flores, that defense. Yeah. From 2019 to 2020, went from whatever that bottom. I don't. I don't know what they were in in 19, but they was terrible to damn near a top five defense in one year. Um, A lot of it had to do with that cover zero, which we kind of talked about. Yeah, I I think on the second episode. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's just yeah. I like Flores. I like what they got going on in Miami. I like the pieces that they have. I do still think that that defense regresses, but I think Flores is the right coach. I like the Flores pick. I think he's a hell of a defensive play caller, and I like the direction that they're heading in Miami. We've talked about this multiple times. It's just a matter of Tua, if Tua can get it done or not. Thanks. And I, I, do, I think Flores is a great head coach, and I think that um, in a few years down the road, if Miami can consistently be a good defense and consistently keep winning ball games, then – Maybe even you know give the Bills a run for their money that he could become one of the best head coaches in the league. So I love the Flores pick because people don't talk about him enough. Yep. JB, I'm gonna go with Vrabel. That was yes. that was my other one. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so yep. I I just feel like 
that man's been able to consistently, over at least over the last few years, make the playoffs with what he's been given. Kind of Ryan Tannehill revitalized his career, uh, utilized Derrick Henry well. Um, A.J. Brown's been developing well. Even bringing in a guy like Julio, uh, that's huge. But their whole downfall has been their defense. Um, if that man can ever muster up a good defense with any sort of offense he's been putting together, uh, I think Tennessee's a scary team to watch out for. Mike Vrabel, yes. But their defense has been an issue. Very bad. I want to see what Bud Dupree can do in Tennessee. How is he going to transfer from Mike Tomlin? Mm-hmm. Maybe the be- second best, def- probably the second best defensive coach in the NFL to Tennessee. I think I think that it's going to be pretty much like a Jadavian Clowney type of situation where there's just nothing else. Right. Teams are going to key on him, and it's just going to be, be able to for produce. the money that he's getting, the numbers just won't be there. Right. I would uh, probably agree. I completely agree with that. But I do love Mike Vrabel. I do love Mike Vrabel. Um, this head coach I'm about to name is, in my opinion, probably the Allen Robinson of the head coaching system. He's been so underrated for a long time that people are hyping him up now, and it's kind of pissing me off because I've always liked him. Frank Reich. Mm. Frank Reich. Um, we talked about Frank Reich last week, and what he's been able to do in Indianapolis is unmatched, really. He's 28-20 and 20 with three different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He's had three different quarterbacks, and now he's going into his fourth new quarterback. Andrew Luck obviously was a stud. But he went 7-9 and nine with Jacoby Brissett and made Jacoby Brissett look like a competent QB. And last year, he, you know, he got the most out of he could. I mean, that playoff game, they gave the Bills a run for their money. I don't know if you guys remember. Do you guys remember them going for it? Fourth and three at the goal line. They take the t- if they get that touchdown, they take the lead. The Colts-Bills game, remember that? And they yeah. went for it, and they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. That's the ballsy kind of shit I like from Frank Reich right there. They know they're not the better team than the Bills. And in the playoffs, you kind of got to do everything. The X's and O's go out the door, mainly when you hit the Super Bowl. But even in the playoffs, you know, it's just about doing whatever you can to win because it's win or go home now. Your season is over if you lose. So I like the balls from Frank Reich against the Bills in the playoffs. You know, they just couldn't outmatch him. Phillip Rivers just wasn't the answer. Now they got Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, I think that he can have a big year with Frank Reich because Frank Reich is an offensive genius and he's so slept on. They don't have the best wide receiver room in the NFL. They don't have the best tight end. They have, you know, a sol- very solid running back room. I'll give them that. And their offensive line is pretty damn good, too. I posted today uh, about Carson Wentz. I think I he's going to, yeah. Not how I don't like him at all. I mean, I could see a scenario, like you said, with Frank Reich and him just having the right system around mm-hmm. him. But I'm not. I will bet that he's gonna fail. If he can manage, I'll be that guy. If he can manage, if they <laughs> if they can get Carson Wentz to even be a game manager, stay healthy. Yeah. Frank Wright can take that team to the AFC South division title easily. I can see and that. And I think that they'll probably get the four spot. I can see that because I think the Bills, Chiefs, and the Browns are all better than the the Colts. But I think that he can lead them to the AFC South title if he can just get a really good game manager out of Carson Wentz. If they can't turn it on right away, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee takes that spot. And they're fighting for a wild card. Because that offense is going to be nasty. I think it's going to be between them two. But I think Frank Reich is a very slept-on head coach, and that's why I'm going. He's starting, like I said, he's starting to become the Allen Robinson of the NFL. You know, he's been so underrated for so long that just everyone's talking about how underrated he is now, and now he kind of looks overhyped. 
but they still don't consider him one of the best head coaches in the league, and I think that he is. And I think that there's a reason that the Colts gave him a five-year extension. That's because he's a damn good head coach, and they see it. All right, holidays. Holidays. Overrated, underrated holidays. Let's start with overrated. Y'all know what I'm busting on for overrated. JB, I'll let you start. Mm. And if y'all say it, I'm stealing it, too, because I don't care. All right, then start. Halloween. That is the yep. fucking worst <laughs> holiday, dude. That sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. That holiday is so overrated. It is. People are like, oh, spooky season. Y'all like being scared? Y'all like being scared? Then the whole candy thing, you gonna yeah, kids, fuck your teeth up. Why not? I mean, come on, man. That's, that's terrible. It's terrible. Don't like scary movies. I don't like haunted houses. Like, I like, I like, I do like scary movies and haunted houses. Oh, the the whole holiday, the whole spooky vibe thing. It's not. I loved it as a kid. And it as just adult, it sucks because it comes in the middle of football season and fall season, which are like my favorite season. Everyone's just like, oh, it's spooky season. I'm like, no, it's fall. Uh, sit around the campfire season. It's football season, you know. Very overrated. Nobody gives a shit about you know. I think the cool little thing, you know, like carving a jack o' lantern, pretty all right. Yeah, that's about it. JB, let's hear your overrated holiday. See, I got two here, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go with New Year's, mm. just because I feel like there's a lot of shit that goes into New Year's that just is unnecessary. That's a good one. And I get what you're saying here. I get the whole point of, yeah, it's a new year. But it's I feel really like just it's, another day. I yeah. feel like it's the same shit every year. And unless you're going to some banging party, like, it ain't sh- yeah, it ain't shit. And it's like <laughs> it really trying to, it's trying to like come up off uh, Christmas's, you know what I mean? Like, watch, hey, it's watch like, the yeah. clock tick down to zero. No yeah. way. <laughs> like, <laughs> think about it. It's just another day. I mean, we can, I'm hop with Justin on this. It's some white people. We can, shit. we can, we can get into like some. <laughs> We can get into like some conspiracy <laughs> as like we're not diving into no conspiracy. We're not conspiracy thought podcast, but it's just another day. Like yeah. it is. I agree. Like there's so much that goes into it. You know, life ain't changing. Nothing ain't changing tomorrow. The only thing that's changing is the date. I set my new goals. Yeah. New year, new me. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> like it literally just gives people a. It's a holiday for giving people hope. And guess what? Same yeah. shit gonna happen yeah. this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. not year, much change, and yeah. you still live in the same it. lifestyle. Don't it's, get me wrong; I understand. You know, like, it's a big year coming up for it's me. It's pretty much like, just like, extend Christmas. That. Yeah, right. just riding on the coattails of it. All right, underrated yeah, you holidays. Can take the, whole, the whole week off. Underrated oh. holidays. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got one. I got one still. Since you you kind of stole oh, the on the overrated. The I, I do completely agree with you. That was that was one of them. Um, y'all know I like to ruffle feathers here. I'm not going to fight too, too hard on this one, but I think it's kind of for the reason. I'm going to say Thanksgiving. I get the whole family thing, but everybody, ask anybody what your favorite holiday is. If they say Thanksgiving, they're going to say, for what? What y'all think? Food. The food. That's a messed up reason for that to be, like, you fat ass. Like, <laughs> like, 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 really, that's your reason for the food? Not because you get to see your family and you ain't seen your cousins yeah. in a lot for the food. Come on, man. I mean, just, just make saying it's a fat boy holiday. Just yeah. make it. That's a Will G holiday. Hey, chill out. I'm not fat. I, mean, I enjoy Thanksgiving. I enjoy Thanksgiving for football. Oh, and, I definitely. You know, yeah, I definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like to indulge in some Thanksgiving. Hey, okay, so I'll, I'll bring out the positives about Thanksgiving. I'll get. I'll get. I'll bring out the positives about Thanksgiving because there's a lot of positives about it. But you know, it is. It's a little overhyped. It is, you know, it's just, you're just eating dinner with your family. You can do that any day of the any week. Any day. Any day of the week. Okay. The positives, though, about Thanksgiving. One, football. 
a three slate of games throughout the day while you're eating some good food. Two, Christmas is right around the corner. That's how you know Christmas is coming up. It's, it's winter season now. It's Christmas season in your holiday spirit. Thanksgiving gets you in the holiday spirit. And it's a reason to dress up. Mm-hmm. Reason to dress up, see the family. See I the get family. it. Yeah. I get it. But, like, anyone, yeah, I, Thanksgiving should never be anyone's favorite holiday by any means. you just eating food, hanging out with your and family. And nobody's going to say for those reasons that you just you can said. do that it's on always just the food. Yeah, so. Yeah, exa- but I like it, the fact of, you know, you got three football games that day. You know, you get the day off. It's a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always like Black Friday, too. You know, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, you're hyping up for Black Friday. So yeah, to it. yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. All right, underrated holidays. Send the show up with this. Who wants to start here? I started on Halloween. I'm okay. going to go. This one's a little harder. I'm gonna say MLK Day. Okay. I'm gonna say MLK Day because obviously, I mean, you know, you always get the Monday off. People always, you know, I mean, who don't, who don't enjoy an extra day off? I feel it's well-deserved. Um, Martin 100%. Luther King, he really deserves that holiday. I mean, he changed. He's a tremendous part of history, a big reason why, you know, we can sit in here and, you know, yeah. interact. And I, I mean, love Martin Luther King. And it's the day after my birthday. you about to bring a tear so, to my um, eye right now. So. <laughs> but like, yeah. motherfucker. Martin Luther King, man, I mean, that's a... That's a very underrated holiday. I don't think people, I mean, I think a lot of people just look at it as, oh, we get Monday off. You know, yeah. you, you get extended three-day weekend. We don't really celebrate But when it. you really think about it, like, he changed the world. And he uh, he is totally, completely deserved. Out of all out of all the holidays that are kind of in that sense of, like, you know, you got, you got your, like, President's Day and shit like that and stuff like that. MLK Day definitely should be the one that's celebrated yeah. the most, hundred percent. If there, if you're gonna, I it, feel like President's Day is kind of just weird. Yeah, yeah, like, like what the fuck? All right, okay. <laughs> like, like if there should be any of like the, you know, not I guess, <coughs> technically you got like your two religious holidays and Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. and you know Good Friday, I guess. But like the two big ones are Christmas and Easter. You got Thanksgiving, which I get, and then Halloween. Those are like the four big major holidays. Right. Like, but if there's any of like the underrated holidays like that, you know, we just, you know, celebrate a day and then forget about the next day, which is bullshit. MLK Day should be that day. hundred percent. Like if you're going to give a day off for everyone, MLK Day should. It's a good day. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Like you said, there's a re- like because of what he did, we can sit here and do a podcast together. Yeah. Like in just the changing of people's morals and stuff like that. Like if he... If he didn't do what he did, who knows what life would be like today. So if there's any of those underrated holidays, 100%. Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> JB, what's your underrated holiday? Um, I'm going to go with Easter. Maybe it's more because I'm religious. but Took mine, but all right. Go um, I just feel like it's in a, a good time of the year where it's like springs, yep. springs yep. come in. And, um. I know I really looked forward to it as a kid, going out, finding eggs. It's pretty much like a second Christmas. I liked it, yeah. Because I, I, like I got, kid, I got like gifts. I got gifts for Easter, yeah. But again, kind of that intermediate holiday where, like, yeah, you saw your family on Christmas. Yeah, you're going to see your family Thanksgiving. Like, I don't know what time. But that's, like, one in between. Like, mm-hmm. where I get yeah. to see my family. I 
get to dress up, make, like eat some good, yeah, like a second Thanksgiving too, like, yeah. like make a whole bunch of food, just go over to my aunt or aunt or uncle's house, and as a kid, they do Easter egg hunts for us, like. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a good time of the year. Yeah, that was going to be my pick, but I, I de- luckily I had a backup plan. Easter, completely agree with you. It's underrated. Spring is here, you know. Nice weather's finally back. Getting rid of all that. <laughs> getting rid of all that. Getting rid of all that slush. Yeah. Uh, and just you know, you're a winter guy. That actually kind of surprises me. Well, don't, get, I, don't I hate the winter. Wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I like, hate the winter just as much as I hate Tom Brady. Oh. That I had. Are those like your two most hated things? Winter and Tom Brady, they're definitely. Is there the same any? Way. Is there anything that you hate more than Tom Brady? Would you rather see the Bears win a championship if they was? I mean, back then if we would have went versus Tom Brady, would you be like rooting for the Bears? Okay, so this. Oh damn! Oh yes, we. Oh yes, let's get into that real I, quick. I thought you. I thought you didn't want to go full circle. On Hold this. on, we're going full circle now. <laughs> Bears. Okay, Bears, That's crazy. Patriots, Super Bowl, what 28, that? 2018. Oh, Tom Brady. I'll okay. take Tom Brady there. Okay, thank oh, you. At least you're wow. being logical. Okay, yeah, that's th- fine. That's where I'm feeling like that's in a different breath. Like, it's kind of disrespectful, but okay. I mean, like, the fact that you would. Like, I'm not disagreeing with you guys in that sort of sense. Like, if it was Tom Brady and the Patriots and Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl, like, okay, fine. Fucking Tom Brady, take him out. But no, no, I'm you, definitely not happy about that. You said you would, you would, go, you would be I, no, rooting for the Packers. I'm saying, I'm saying now, was, now that he's in the NFC, if it's the NFC Championship oh, game, okay, okay. I would vote for the Packers. Okay. I mean, that's still bad, but okay. Anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, back to the underrated holidays. Back to the underrated <laughs> holidays. You went with Easter. You went with MLK. MLK Day. I'm gonna go Labor Day, and people always kind of shit on Labor Day. Because it's like, mm-hmm. ah, school's here, you know, we're just getting that four-day weekend. Day. We're just getting that four-day weekend for Labor Day. But I kind of fuck with Labor Day just in the fact of, you know, football's here. You know, I'm getting juiced up. You get a good four-day weekend with your crew. You go That's camp. Fair. You go you go camping. You know, I always had a good Labor Day. We always went up to a campground called Wombat. Uh, we stopped going a few years ago. But that's I spent every single Labor Day there up until I was, like, 19. So I feel like uh, like Labor Day, you know, people are just like, oh, you know, school's starting. It's not that big of a holiday. We're just happy to have a Friday and a Monday off. Nah, I fuck with Labor Day heavy because football's here. You know, fall's coming around the corner. You get a good weekend. You can go camping. It's still kind of nice weather. Sometimes it can be kind of hot out still. You know, you're at the end of, mm-hmm. end of August, early September. Yeah. But most of the time you're getting some decent weather. And at the night times, you can wear hoodies and shit like that. You know, I fuck with Labor Day a lot. So I'm rocking with Labor Day as my underrated holiday. I like uh, Memorial Day, too. Memorial Day, nice. Barbecue, the Bar- barbecue holiday. The barbe- yeah. That's the number kinda one. Kind of off-brand. Kinda yeah, yeah, not yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. not to be disrespectful. Not off-brand, but you know what I mean. You know, thank the sodas for their service. But, uh... <laughs> I yeah, mean, I get what you're saying. I'm okay with Memorial Day, too. Yeah. Yeah, I get what, I get what you're saying, 100%. So, that yeah. That's that's my underrated holiday is Labor Day because I feel like out of fourth you get like you get your Memorial Day your Fourth of July and Labor Day all in like three months you get your holidays and I feel like everyone's just like oh Labor Day is the worst nah man I, I like Labor <laughs> Day maybe even the most nah, like, it's definitely President's Day <laughs> yeah that's the worst one. that's Cause, the weirdest cause cause about, I, didn't, we did get I, Monday no dude they it. always fucked with our feelings because they'd give us like they'd switch it like they give us President's Day one year they give us President's Day off and then. Maybe it was Labor Day, or maybe it was Memorial Day. Or mm-hmm. They gave us one of them off, but not the other. 
and then they would flip flop it the next year. Yeah, I in high know. school, I remember it. They would no, they would veteran, either give Veterans us, Day. Veterans Day is what you're thinking of. Well, then it was President's Day, Veterans Day. They'd give us one off, and they wouldn't give us the other off, and then they'd flip it the next year for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, like, that know. doesn't make sense to me. And then That's President's Day is the one that's like. Oh, what's coming up? Oh, so I was present. Oh, okay. Like, that was the one where it was like, hell yeah, Monday off. That yeah. was, yeah. Right. That was the one. Because we don't <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, the give me that. President, yeah. Dude, right. George Washington, yeah, day off school. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, boss. Thanks, exactly. boss. Appreciate you. I mean, I get what, you know, the presidents, obviously. Well, yeah. Chief of. Well, fuck. Dude, at the bank, I would never get President's Day off. They would never give us President's Day off, but they'd always give me the Monday off school. So that's when I'd pack in my 10-hour days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the breadwinner the breadwinner all right let's go ahead and wrap up the show we, we covered a lot you know we got into we got into a pretty heated argument you know we got off topic a little bit but it's probably better for the podcast instead of us just sit here and agreeing all day um yeah appreciate you guys listening we'll see you guys right back here next week i'm will g i'm jb i'm justin matthews and this is the pine wood perspective